Good evening everyone and welcome to the 19th episode of More Talk About Football. Almost at the big 20 now. Uh, how are you today Dad? I'm doing great, how about yourself? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Glad that we're almost at episode 20. Big, big state, big achievement. Yeah, very much so. We, I wouldn't have thought this about nine months ago that we'd we'd get this far. And this time, one year ago, we, we, we were discussing having a podcast, but we're not really like... It's in, it's in a long way away. We sort of feel like it's the sort of thing we would say. And never go through with, yeah. so we're very pleased we've done it. Um, so, first question for yourself is, what football shirt have you got on today? Uh. I've currently got on the 1995-96 Juventus Away kit, the blue and yellow uh, one, and the yellow in the stars on the sleeves. Yeah. Now it is currently under a fleece because I am quite cold, but it's a really nice kit and it's one of my favourites that I've got. Yeah, that's uh, one of my favourite kits as well. I've got to the point now where I've exhausted all my football shirts and. <laughs> I can't keep nicking you so I'm just wearing the England tracksuit top today. Yep, that's that's the first thing you ever wore on the podcast, yeah, isn't it? I've, I've been getting about two or three times now. It's been worn. Yeah. Hey, you got to keep the you got to keep the classics in, haven't you? Definitely, definitely. So, with a change of running order today. Yeah. We're gonna start off this week's episode with a bit of FPL talk. So, Alfie, how was your FPL week this last? How have you been doing FPL these last couple of weeks? To be fair, this week, I'm a bit annoyed, but I'm also quite happy. Yeah. I'm sort of in two minds. Because, uh, well, a lot of my FPL managers probably aren't too happy because, well, 1.5 million, to be precise, because Haaland is the most tr- now the most triple-captained person ever. Yeah, in one game week, yeah. In one game week. And he only got 30 points. Well, yeah. I mean, that's which is still, yeah. it's a lot. But when you triple captain Harland on a double game, double, you're expecting you know. at least 40. Yeah, yeah. So, no, it was a, a bit a bit of a, a non-event, really. Yeah. Uh, the, that's not the thing I'm most annoyed about, though. For some reason, my dumbass decides to keep Watkins on my bench. Yeah. And he got me 13 points. Yeah. It's, it's... Now, a normal manager would be like, oh, he's, he's first on your bench. He might, he might come... Nobody did not play. The only person... No, all my team played. So Watkins is just sat there, yeah. like, looking at me like scum. Yeah. Things uh, saying, I've got 13 points and you can't have them. Yeah, it can be very frustrating having a player on the bench who gets you a lot of points. Yeah. I, um, I think I've sort of extolled the virtues throughout the podcast of being patient and being sort of playing ahead and being sensible of transfers. I went completely against that this week when I saw on Friday on a few news outlets that Salah was fit and was was ready to be picked. Yeah. And I went straight ahead, two-footed in, made three transfers for a loss of minus eight points and um, got Salah in. Yeah. Which I was obviously very pleased about. Felt very cocky about having Salah back in my team. In fact, I actually even considered triple captain him. He got, obviously, a goal and a couple of assists on the Saturday but he didn't yeah. play in the second match. But then it was pointed out to me that half the team will not play this week because of the blank game weeks for, I think it's Liverpool, Chelsea and Luton. I've got yeah. quite a few players. I've got Luton players in my team. So I'm free-hitting this week. 
Yep. It's. I think it's. I've, I've got. I've got no other choice. Maybe I get a team out. So I've free hit this week. At the moment, I'm looking at my team being quite heavily Wolves influenced because they play Sheffield United this week, which I would imagine you got you got a fancy Wolves against them. Yep. I've got heavy on Arsenal because on all my teams at the moment I'm losing out on Arsenal and that's, yep. that's hurting me at the moment. I think that needs to change. And then also I've got three City players. So at the moment my free hit team would be Jose Sarr, yep. Dalot, Walk and Saliba at the back, mm-hmm. Neto, Odegaard, Foden and Saka in midfield and then Hoyland, Harland and Watkins up front with a bench of Neto Alex Marino, Mainu, and Dawson, which obviously that could change. Yeah, I'd definitely say do not have Mainu on your bench. He is a top quality midfielder. Yeah, yeah. Whether or not he's FPL, I don't know. Whether, yeah, that is have, the point. Whether or not he's FPL, like, is yeah. a quality for FPL yeah. is yeah. different, yeah. but he is quality. Yeah, he is indeed. He is indeed. Um, I've done some transfers this week. I've got three Liverpool players. I've got Bradley, yeah. Trent, yeah. and I've got Jota. Yeah. Two of those are on reds. Trent yeah. and Jota are on reds. So, I've got Jota out, Rodri in, yeah. and I've got Alvarez out and Hoyland in. Okay. I'm starting to keep Trent because I feel like as much as... I would get him out, to be fair, because he's got he's a lot of money. But it would have mean like minus an even more points yeah, so yeah. I'd prefer maybe to save my transfer for next week yeah. and get him out next week no, that makes sense I'm glad I've got Hoyland now though because yeah. he's a yeah. top quality at the end of the year I was saying he was probably the flop of the season but I'm yeah. happy to be proven wrong he's in a good run of thought after you've been singing his praises all season so I, I, I always thought he'd come in handy yeah no I'm uh, I'm very impressed and I've got him in a few formats now in Telegraph team, Sky team and also my FPL team. Yeah. Right, so um, hang about. No, we're not moving on just yet. You need to do the top six, don't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, hurting a little bit. I'm no longer top of the league. Yet again, we have a new number lead of the league. But yeah. In the sixth place, senior management, David Vardy. Fifth place, Sabos Lads. Kane and Rutherford. Yep. I'm in fourth place with the Rhinos. Harry Birds has a ramp in third place. Red Ken Paul Birds in second place. And League One Guardiola, David Adams in top spot. Like I say, I think that's the first time he's been top of the league. 104 points this week, so well done, lad. That's um, it's very tight actually at the top. In a, in a, there's only 33 points separate sixth place. And top place, and we all know that a good game week can easily make that change. Yep. I, sorry to make it about me again, but I would have got 90 points if Watkins wasn't on my bench. No, that's just how it goes, I'm afraid, unfortunately, sometimes. Wait, actually, no, I wouldn't, because obviously I'd, I'd be minusing another yeah. person. No, but I... But I, 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 I would have got more. I get I get that you would have got more, I think that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um. I'll forgive him if he scores this week. Yeah. You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. 
but yeah so um yeah like i say it's all about trying to be a little bit more i'm gonna i've, I've learnt my lesson a little bit i didn't come out too bad with the points over the weekend but i i will be a little bit more mindful of planning for future um blank games weeks i think there's another one coming up in a few weeks time actually so i need to be mindful of that and not yeah. get into a position where i've got no players to pick yep so we've decided this week we're going to do a bit of just random football talk yeah that's right like stuff that we've that's just been playing on our mind Ran because we we tend to have a lot of random football conversations like yeah. like all the time like yeah. when we're driving just like eating dinner we love it everybody else hates it but yeah Mm-hmm. Um, so first port of call is Joe Hart yeah and that's his retirement of the season now, yeah very sad yeah good goalkeeper actually he in my opinion is one of the most underrated maybe even the most underrated keeper of all time yeah now or at least English keeper yeah now I listened to believe it or not I do actually listen to quite a few other podcasts and I like the Foscast and I like um, there's one called Yours Mine Away that have a lot of goalkeepers on and yeah. quite often they'll say the goalkeeping hero was Joe Hart Yeah, and I don't think he probably got the credit as he probably deserved um, and they sort of ran till the century there was a few goalkeepers sort of early 2000s a few goalkeepers seemed to come into the England team make a mistake and get handed out and yeah. never really make a position themselves, their own. Joe R then became England number one and got 75 caps, which was a, a surprise. For a goalkeeper. For a goalkeeper, well. pretty much that number one slot was his for quite some time. In fact, there was a time when there was a lot of the public were calling for him to be the New England captain. Yeah. And when John Terry had, to, had the captaincy taken off him, Hart was in the running. Did very well at Man City. There some of his achievements here. Two Premier League titles, one FA Cup, two League Cups, and then when he moved to Scotland, he's currently on two Scottish Championships as well. Yeah. Now, going back to his days at Man City, he won the Golden Glove, which is for the most clean sheets in, yeah. in a season. Four seasons out of five, which is quite some going. But, you know, obviously Pep came in and he wanted to... Uh, go a different direction and I think probably Hart was one of the last of the old breedy goalkeepers obviously yeah. now it's all about being out to play out for the back and stuff it's a bit sad because when you think about it, to me I am all about the modern game but to me a goalkeeper his primary objective is to be able to keep the ball out of the back yeah. of the net which Hart was very good at doing but unfortunately Pep wanted the passing I think it took him a while to get to finally get Come up with some with Edison. Yeah, he's probably one of the best keepers in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, doing well at Celtic. I mean, you know, he's doing okay. I think he'll, he'll, he'll obviously retire having made over hundred pairs at Celtic. Yep. Um, it does look like I think Rangers are probably favourites now for for the for the Scottish Premier League. But it would be nice to bow out with some sort of silverware for himself. Yeah, definitely he deserves it. Hundred percent. One of. More talk about football's favourite players, Mbappe. Yep. Looks like he's now agreed to go to Real Madrid for some crazy money. Very, very happy about that. I think this is like, sort of like the third, what, like Galacticos? 
this would be like the sort of third era, yeah, I know third era yeah. of the Galacticos. Yeah. Like obviously, you had the original Galacticos with like Zidane, yeah. Ronaldo, etc. Second generation Ronaldo was in Cristiano Ronaldo, Ramos, yeah, and then now you've got the third generation like Bellingham, Mbappe, etc. etc. Yeah, yeah, I think there's probably an argument that. It's the ultimate going to Real Madrid or Barcelona. I think it's the ultimate. Yeah, if you, if you if go to Real Madrid, you are like yeah, it's top the one. the dream move, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think even like Haaland, I think had it not been he obviously got links with City with his dad. Yeah, you do wonder if Real Madrid would have been. Well, his, you never know. Re- he Real, might end up. I think he probably Real Madrid up, might end up. I mean, can you with that Mbappe and Haaland. I mean, that's gonna, oh. that's just gonna, that's just gonna be crazy. With Bellingham in the midfield. Yeah. Right. Vinny Junior as well. Vinny Junior. Yeah. 424. Yeah. Bellingham yeah. and. All that, all that attack. Yeah. You got Vinny Junior on the. Or actually 433 because you probably have Vinny Junior on the right, Harden up front, uh, and then Mbappe. Yeah. Left wing. Happy days. No, unreal. Yeah, I think we. And before. We will record the next episode. We'll have obviously the FA Cup fifth round. Yeah. Which is, I didn't realise this until just looking now, it's going to be midweek fixtures. So I don't think that will affect it won't affect too it. much on the FPL yeah. front. Those midweek fixtures include um, Luton Town versus Man City, Chelsea versus Leeds, and quite interesting fixture uh, in Coventry versus Maidstone United who are on a bit of one of them non-league FA Cup runs, which we sometimes get. Uh, Maidstone are currently sixth in the National League South, and that includes teams such as Yeovil. Yeovil. Yep, said that right. You said it right at the time. Worthing and Cavent and Waterloo. Now, Cavent and Waterloo, they had a bit of a cup run back in 2008. Uh, They got to the round four, was it? Um, yeah. I think I think that's what I've read. Um, there'd be Notts County, Swansea, who at that point were league clubs, which you know that seems like some going there. Yeah, some yeah. going. And then they also got drawn against Liverpool, which um, Cavendish and Waterloo ended up losing five two, but they were leading um, twice at two points in that game. Obviously, Liverpool were just too much for Cavent and Waterloo. Yeah. Now, if I don't like to correct you on these things, but it's actually Havent and Waterloo, not Cavent and Waterloo. Oh, sorry, I don't know where I've got Cavent and Waterloo from. Okay. That's me being stupid, now, sorry. It's some good facts and everything, but I do like to make sure we are saying yeah. the right words. So it's Haven, yeah. Havent, Havent and Waterloo. Not Cavent and Waterloo. Okay. Anyway, on that bombshell... We'll yes, draw sorry. part one to a conclusion. I will see you in part two. Yeah, see you in a minute. Hello again. Welcome to part two. Now, what I've noticed is, over the last few years, is every now and again, Alfie will come up to me and watch some video on YouTube and take it as gospel as that being the actual, actual facts. And it came up to me the other week, the other day, and said, he watched a video, it said the 2006 World Cup was, had the most raw talent yeah. in the raw World Cups. And 
I wouldn't have agreed with that if I hadn't watched that video. If somebody came up to me and said, if, what was the World Cup with like the most raw talent? I wouldn't have said 2006. No, I wouldn't have. But after watching that video, yeah. I'll, I'll let you do yeah. the talking because you were actually there. I mean, I was a little bit doubtful. Basically, all World Cups, by the very dates, have the best players yeah. in the world. Well, obviously, because it's like all the countries yeah. will pick their best players. Yeah. But, having said that, I did sort of a little look at the squads and pretty much all the big boys at the time were there. So, for want of a better way of doing it, I'm going to read out some of the players from yeah. some of the teams. So, Argentina, Messi and Raquel May, Hearn Crespo, Brazil, Roberto Carlos, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Rubinho, Adriano, Croatia, Modric, Czech Republic, Nedved, England, Rooney, Gerard, Owen, France, Zinedine Zidane, Henri, Ribery, Germany, Klose and Balak, Holland, Van Nistelrooy, Van Persie and Iron Robin, Ivory Coast, Didier Drogba, Italy, Pirlo, Tati, Del Piero, Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo, Deco and Figo, Spain, Iniesta, David Villa and Torres. Sweden, Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Henrik Larsson and Ukraine, Shevchenko. And that's just, yes. that's just, obviously I've just touched the surface. But yeah, so I will say the 2006 World Cup roster of talent was very high actually. Yeah, so, definitely. you know, I, 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 I mean, you could have literally stopped at Argentina and Brazil. Exactly. Yeah. And like, it would already be... Yeah. I mean that Brazil, that Brazil team. It's crazy, good. Ronaldo. Yeah. Ronaldinho. Yeah. Roberto Carlos. I could stop there, and it'd already be the most raw talent of World Cup. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would have to agree. Yeah. But I will. I will admit. Obviously, every team in every World Cup is going to pick its best squad. So if anything, you're getting the best. The best players yeah. from that generation, exactly, like that, that's time, whole, that's that's whole, that time in the world. Yeah, that's the whole thing of it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think you could take any World Cup and pick out. Yeah, I mean, some great this players. this World Cup, like Argentina had Messi, Emi Martinez, like yeah, Mbappe, Mbappe for France, like Giroud for France, yeah, Saka, Bellingham. Etc. for England, like yeah. they're all amazing players. Yeah, ninety eight World Cup, ninety eight Roberto Carlos, Ronaldo, Henri, Zidane. Basically, a lot of the same players, but like yeah. this was that was at the point when they were like, yeah, exactly. So you know you could try pick chef's kiss every 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 World Cup you could probably pick out. Yeah, obviously it's the best yeah. it's the best players from that time. Yeah, the... but two thousand I I must admit overall that, looking back at it, you'd probably was... say the two. With knowledge that we have now, yeah, two thousand six World Cup was probably the best. Yeah. So we thought we'd do a little bit of a feature on two thousand six World Cup. Yep, we did it for nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, so I thought we've we've not done it in a while. So we'll kick off with, as you probably come to expect now, we're going to do the top five kits from the two thousand World Cup. Yep. So number five, uh, yeah, I'll let you go first because I've got the photos of my kits on your phone on that side. I've got. In fifth spot, I've got the Croatia home kit. Now, yeah. I love Croatia kit. 
Yeah, I, I think I, part of it is a little bit, you know, down to Igor Stimak and yeah. also um, Asanovic. I've got a little bit of a soft spot for Croatia. I know England seem to play in quite often, but yeah, I still yeah. still do uh, have a little bit of a soft spot. And you know, never mentioned before, but like the red and white checkerboard. Classic kit. It is. And the two It's iconic as well. Like you yeah. see black, not black, um, white and red checkerboard. You instantly think of Croatia, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've then gone for, in fourth place, I've gone for the Holland kit. Yeah, you can't go wrong with the Holland kit. No, just a nice, a nice kit. Just pretty much a blanket orange top with a collar, which is yeah. looks nice. I think that almost weighed into mine. Yeah. Third spot, I've got a Spain kit. I do like a nice pinstripe, and it added us really winning in this one. Red, yellow piping, and obviously yellow pinstripes. Second place, I've actually gone. I could have picked any of the three, the home, the way, or the goalkeeper kit. I've yeah. gone for the Italy goalkeeper kit Yeah. for second place. Just a gold shirt. It's not often you see gold, really. But I think as a goalkeeper and Buffon... Gigi Buffon in that as well. The best, best of all time in yep. the old kit. What more do you want? And then number one, I think I've said before, I don't think France have ever had a bad kit for at least the last 40 or so years. And the French away kit is my yeah. number one. That's definitely probably the most iconic kit. Yeah, for many reasons. Yeah. So let's go through your uh, top five kits and Right, so at number five, I've gone for the Argentina home kit. Now, a few months, a few when I first started looking at foot, when I first started liking football kits, I'd have probably looked at this and thought it was quite weird. Probably wouldn't have liked it that much, but I look at it now and it's just, oh, it's, it's it's amazing, iconic with the amount of quality players who played in it: yeah. Messi, Tevez, Raquel May. I mean, just perfect shirt. Uh, in four, I've gone for Portugal's uh, home kit. Yeah. Possibly stings a little bit towards England fans because obviously they, they beat they beat us. Yeah. Which put us out of the tournament. Pa, pa, Rooney got a red card in that game as well, yeah. didn't he? Which yeah. was you know not the best, but this is just beautiful classic Portugal. Beautiful red, green, gold. It's just chef's kiss. Number three, the home nation, Germany's home kit. Now this has uh, been replicated for the two fast for the Euros this year, and they've done it quite well. This looks amazing. They've always got that sort of Adidas template of like the stuff down the like torso yeah. area, but it works really well for this kit. I think classic Germany. I'd probably say you know when you said there's never been a bad France kit. I'd possibly also say there's never been a bad yeah, German no, kit as that's well. Very good. Uh, number two, your number one. Yeah. France's away kit, just iconic. Not not for the best reasons, but it's it's iconic. White, you can't go wrong with no. white France kit. And then number one, I've always had a soft spot for Brazil away kits, yeah. but this Brazil away kit takes. Oh, so nice, pure blue. White collar, white cuffs, and it's just you know, like I said, you, I, blue Brazil kit in the twenty fourteen World Cup was my first ever, no second ever football kit that yeah. I actually knew about. Knew about, 
and yeah, I've just always had a soft spot for Brazil away kits. Since yeah, then. I think obviously you, you think Brazil, you think the yellow, the yeah, very classic. I mean, you do form. don't you like? Yeah, but the blue away kits are always there's just a nice shade of blue, and that's always <coughs> always a nice um, always a nice kit. Yeah. So we end, then we ended up watching quite a few of the highlights from the 2006 World Cup. Yeah. And we've gone for our top five goals from from what we what we've watched. Yeah. So I've gone for in fifth place I've gone for Kaka against Croatia. In fifth place I've gone for Rosicky versus USA. Yeah. I've gone for Perlo against Ghana. Beautiful goal, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, for in fourth place, I've gone for Philip Lahm versus Costa Rica. Yeah. What a player. Never got booked. No. Very, very good start for a defender. Yeah. I've gone for a, a goal by Deco. Yeah, that's a screamer, that is. Yeah. I think all my goals are outside the area. Yeah. Screamers. They just look so good, though, don't they? Yeah. Right. Um, this is number three. Yes. Yeah, number three, I've gone for Steven Gerrard versus Trinidad. Yeah. That's a real classic Steven Gerrard goal. Yeah, definitely. If you wanted to like literally look at a Gerrard goal, that would be, that would be, it would be there. Yeah, that one. Um, second place, I've gone for Maxi Rodriguez for Argentina. Yeah. Again, second place, yeah. I've gone for Joe Cole versus Sweden. This was close to being number one. Yeah, it is my it is my number one. Yeah, possibly the one of the best ever England goals. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I nearly said the best ever, but I'm sure we can probably have a, have a little that that might be one for future episode. Actually, have a bit of a, the best ever best goal. Every every England goals, but absolutely just just came out to edge of the area. Up it came in Bosch. Well, I've gone for your number two as my number one, so I've kind of switched. I've yeah. gone for Maxi Rodriguez versus Mexico. It's just the goal itself is good enough, but it's the way he gets it like pinned to him, chests it down, and then kicks yeah. it into the top corner. Nice. It's just like a perfect finish yeah. for me. Yeah. I love love that goal. I watched it yesterday. Yeah. I only watched it yesterday, and it's already one of my favorite yeah. goals ever. It's quite interesting because I think we're really again. I had to limit myself to a top five, but it was just incredible. Some of the yeah. some of the goals we've not mentioned as well is just ridiculous. I mean, I've not got Deco <coughs> in there. Right, we didn't put um one second because I've done this list about three times. We've got I, one of my lists. I put Robin Van Persie's free kick versus Ivory Coast. Yeah, which is a really good goal. Um, Torsten Frings. Yeah, Thunderbolt yeah. in the first game. Yeah. Which would probably be a lot of other people's number one. I yeah. mean, there was a, the video that we watched yesterday, top 10 goals from the 2006 World Cup. That was number one on there. Yeah. And that's fair enough. Because it's a finish and a half. Anything else? Or... No, well, I think we sort of gave... There's a couple, obviously, a couple of talking points as well. Yeah. From the World Cup. Um, I think it was possibly, you know, in England... We talked about the golden generation and why it yeah. wasn't the end of the golden generation. It, it seemed to be the last World Cup where we've 
we've sort of gone in all guns blazing. I, I think yeah. maybe next next time round we probably would do that. But well, since I think since about nineteen, well, since like we won in nineteen sixty six, we've always gone into World Cups thinking like we're gonna we'll, yeah. we will win this. Yeah. But I think like you said after two thousand and six. Yeah, I think twenty twelve is a bit. Yeah. I think too, well, obviously we we didn't qualify for the Euros in two thousand eight, yeah. and then the uh, the 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 Euros when we went out to Iceland as well, and two thousand ten World sorry two thousand fourteen World Cup when we bit of a damp squib really. So you know I think we've I feel of, like twenty eighteen was the first time when you actually thought like yeah uh, this England team yeah. could do something. And then twenty twenty two obviously we we all thought we were going to win it. Yeah, well. But, We'll say we, we yeah. all, but I feel like some people had some doubts. Yeah, but we used, to, we used to go to every World Cup almost like arrogant with it and stuff. And yeah. I think 2006 was perhaps the last time that really happened. We've probably gone back to that arrogance yeah. now, haven't we? But yeah. that, that's because we're English. I think potentially, potentially it's a bit well founded because we have got a very good squad now. But Oh, yeah, we've got, it, we, we have the best international squad. Yeah, it was just very, just a bit of a strange time, really. I mean, you picked Walcott. And never played him. Mm. But we had two, apart from him, we had two fully fit strikers. Obviously, Owen, um, Rooney, and Rooney. They went into the World Cup carrying injuries. Owen went off injured quite early on in the game. Rooney got sent off. So it was just. Well, didn't I? Don't know whether this was the two thousand and six World Cup, but did or if it was like another international tournament. But didn't Rooney, like one of the last games before the World Cup, injured on Terry? Mm, potentially, yeah. I feel like I've heard that. Yeah. I don't know if it's true or yeah, not. Yeah, no, but I, I, I think you might be right there. Um, I feel like at that point, because obviously the Premier League was like, teams didn't like each other back then. No, and it, even like, even even within the England setup as well. Yeah, even within was, like, like, that, even with England, you'd still you'd talk you'd about have, the clicks. You'd have like the Man United players sat together, Liverpool players sat together, which is no good when you're on international duty. Yeah. And everything like Whereas that. now, yeah, like you look at like. England's Instagram account they're all best mates yeah exactly and like, they I all love think, each other I don't think they had it in them days no um, I like I like Sven and obviously yeah. some sad news about yeah, him at the moment but I just think probably by then it'd probably gone a bit too I think he'd probably gone a tournament too far as well and he needed to change around a when did bit. he um, it would have get... gone, it would have gone I think it would have gone about then cause no gonna... when did he get into the oh, because obviously it was um... about 2000 one two thousand two thousand one. Yeah. So yeah. Obviously, it was um. Keegan resigned. Keegan. Then it was no, it was um. Oh, what's his name? After Sven. Who managed? McLaren. Was it McLaren? McLaren was after Sven. I thought it was um. I can't bring his name, but Capello. I remember um, Capello. That's yeah. it. Capello was after. McLaren. Obviously, McLaren didn't yeah. qualify yeah, for... So it was McLaren, Capello. Yeah. Then it was Roy Hodgson. Yeah. Then Southgate. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. And then, obviously, Who's... the other... Sorry, carry on. other main talking point would be the Zidane sending off. Yeah. Just... Which, still to this day, I still can't believe. I mean, I think I've said it many times in this, in this podcast... Messi to me is the best player in the world yeah. ever, best player. I'm sorry, but for a long time for me it was the dad. He was just incredible. Yeah, and you know, it was his last ever game. Yeah, and you're thinking, what a way to. Well, he retired. 
before the 2006 World Cup, but then he went back to like, you know. Yeah. But, you know, you're thinking this is like literally what a way to bow out World Cup final, winning it. Yeah. He scored a penalty. Yeah. I mean, had France stuck to, had 11 men, you know, you got a fancy they might have won it. But then obviously, one moment of madness, headbutt in Matarazzi, red card. Yeah. Just, I still cannot, it's still so incredible that it actually happened. To say sad, really, as well, because he was iconic. He was what such a good player. And yeah. so sad for his football playing career, turned like he did, obviously, has been successful manager for Real Madrid since then. But yeah, so yeah, interesting World Cup. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll, yeah, we'll do another World Cup feature in a few. Yeah, few let, let us know on the Instagram like, what World Cups or like Euros, Afcons. Yeah, like that you want to talk want us to talk about anyone's. Yeah, yeah, cool. Right, we'll call it a night there. Yep, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, see you in a bit. Bye. Bye.